On this month's edition of the Ninja Tune Podcast, we have a very special episode with Kerry O'Brien of the Young Urban Arts Foundation charity in conversation with our producer Jack Smith. The Young Urban Arts Foundation, and specifically their Skip to the Beat mental health programme, will be the beneficiaries of all the money raised at this year's Independent Music Cup, a charity football tournament set up by James at Ninja Tune for the music industry to come together for a cause. The tournament is happening on Saturday, July the 28th at Shoreditch Power League. The event is open to all spectators and includes an after-party organised by our friends at Resident Advisor with DJ sets from Mum Dance, Monkey, a very special guest and many more. Head to independentmusiccup.com for more details and help us raise money for the Young Urban Arts Foundation and their work with at-risk youth in the UK. Don't forget to subscribe and rate our show wherever you get your podcasts. Well, Kerry of the Young Urban Arts Foundation, thank yeah. you so much for joining oh, us. Welcome, absolute pleasure. Um, just as a sort of introduction to the, the work that you guys do, could you could you give us a sort of overview? Absolutely. So uh, the Young Urban Arts Foundation, our mission is to transform the lives of young people by strengthening their mental well-being um, through creativity and culture. Um, we do that through three different programmes. Um, the first one is called Creativity and Communities. We have a single-decker bus. Um, which has got nine Apple Mac computers inside the bus and we take that into communities and we literally work with the hardest to reach young people um, those that haven't got anything going on in their areas um, and those that maybe would not want to leave their areas for various reasons some young people are pretty much in their own bubble on their estates mm. don't really see beyond the world that they live in um, some are dealing with gang affiliation, so going to coming out of their area is it can be sort of a, a threat to their lives. Um, yeah, and some just don't know what to do next. So, you know, so we take the bus, we do music production, we do lyric writing, we do singing, songwriting, street dance, visual arts. Um, but really those activities are just a tool for us to engage with these young people because it's current, it's core to them. But what we're really, what we're really aiming to do is, is really get them out of the bubble they're in, help them to build their confidence, their skills, um, build their aspirations, bring in positive role models, and find out what it is they actually want to do. Um, and then working with all our sort of local community partners and our partners within the creative industries, we then look for opportunities for them as well. Um, so that's creativity in communities, and then. Skip to the Beat, um, which was it's a, a music and arts mental health program, and the reason I set we designed that program was simply because we were going into these estates and we were realising most of the young people, 80%, were suffering with some form of mental health, whether it was they were self-harming or whether they were having some sort of psychosis or whether they were just completely depressed, high levels of anxiety, um, so. And we were going into these states, and I was like, oh my God, like, what do we do with this? You know, all we can do is provide a space. So, so alongside that, um, my, dad, my dad committed suicide a few years ago um, due to sort of undiagnosed mental health conditions. And one of our students um, a couple of years ago got murdered 
who had severe mental health conditions and I believe if he didn't have those conditions he wouldn't have been in that situation he was in. So sort of combined with all these reasons I really wanted to make a bigger difference to young people because if you can improve mental health and well-being of anyone um, they've got better life chances, they see the world in a different way, they are able to look at their future rather than trying to just cope with what they're going through. So we designed this programme with a board of health professionals, um, sort of service users, doctors, clinical psychologists and occupational therapists um, and we launched that in 2016. Really exciting programme, um, it's over three months, it's taking young people um, on a journey of, sort of self-discovery, self-reflection, creativity and really helping the young people to sort of create those building blocks for their lives. Mm. Um, throughout the programme we teach things like you know, mindfulness, take them out into nature, um, teach them how to journal um, and obviously all the arts that they learn. So what we're essentially doing with that programme is helping them to build their own resilience for when emotions come up or when life gets crap and giving them the tools to help them bounce back on their own. Mm -hmm. um, also to teach them that, you know, it's okay not to be okay. Um, and mental health is just like physical health. We still have to nurture it, we still have to look after it. You know, if, you, if you're not well, you go to doctors, mm -hmm. you know, you your knee, your arm, whatever, you go to the doctor or hospital. But if you're like, dealing with anxiety or depression, there's so much stigma attached to it. So what we're essentially doing is helping to remove that stigma, um, raise awareness that it's okay um, to not be okay, um, and to give them the, the tools to help them, you know, move forward in their lives. Um, so that programme skipped to the beat and then we have our peer educated programme which is called Educate to Empower where what we realised was lots of young people in schools were, well young, young people in general, they felt more comfortable speaking to their peers or their friends rather than their teachers or their parents about mental health. So what we've done is we've trained up young people in schools around the six sort of main mental health conditions and then we train them to deliver their own assemblies in schools. Amazing. So what, what sort of age are those? Um, Between 13 and 19. Almost being like a first point of contact. Absolutely. As in like someone can come to them and then they're the gateway to get like further more professional treatment. Absolutely. So within the programme as well, we teach the young people where they can go for help and very generic like you know there's, there's sort of numbers you can call the places you can go the services that are out there um, but really once a young person identifies that they are dealing with some mental health they, sh they should really be able to go to their school and then the school will be able to get them referred onto other services or what it does we remove the stigma so much they go and talk to their parents about mm -hmm. them and they get the support by their parents it's really about just coming out with what's going on for them because once they start talking about it the solutions can start to open up as well. So this year's Indie Music Cup, and for, for those that don't know, it's a, a five-a-side tournament uh, being played on the 28th of July at Shoreditch Power League, where teams from across the creative industries are going to come together in order to, to raise money for you guys. How did that collaboration come about? Um, so I have had, um, I invited uh, James from Ninja Tune to come and volunteer on a project for Grenfell last year. So he came on the bus and he saw us in action. Um, and we also had Nahiba from Ninja Tune as well. She came down. So we just kind of started building a relationship there. Um, and then they said that we want to put this event on for you. 
and they were talking about the, um, the Indie Music Cup last year and they said look we'd love to choose you as our charity of choice for the event um, and that's how it came about really um, I think that Ninja Tune are really passionate about the work that we do um, they have really given a lot of time and love and resources for this Indie Music Cup we are so excited about this event. Um, not only have we got the event happening, but we've also got the a DJ workshop um, led by DJ Mag on the 24th um, of July, um, which is gonna be uh, led by um, Jam Supernova. Um, so that's really, really exciting. We're gonna have some of our young people from Wandsworth coming down for that workshop. Um, and then obviously we've got the pre-party, which is at Rough Trade which is gonna be on the 26th of July. Um, and obviously we've got the event on the 28th. We've got our own football team, so you guys better watch out. We've got Molly Collins, we've got MCIC3, we've got DJ Mandy Swift. We've got two of our youth ambassadors, our beneficiaries playing, and a couple of other people as well. Um, and then obviously we've got the after party, which is gonna be led by resident advisor as well. So um, I believe that we've raised um, just under 4,000 pounds so far. The target is 15,000. Um, that will allow us to work with that group at the, the pupil referral unit in September. So fingers crossed we raise that money. Um, obviously we've got the David Beckham football as well that was donated to us. So yeah, I mean, we're, we're just very grateful that we are being supported, not, not just by Ninja Tune, but Pioneer, they, you know, they give us an you know, amazing set of decks, which has like changed our workshops. And just the 32 teams, you know, PRS, Royal Albert Hall, Mix Mag, DJ Mag, Barbican, you know, Big Dada, you know, I mean, the list goes on. Um, I, I just want to say, you know, on this podcast, thank you. Thank you to you all for, you know, dedicating your time and resources and your teams and your energy for our cause and just just know that, you know, everything that you guys are doing is, is really going to help us to make that bigger change for the young people out there at the moment in London. You mentioned the Skip to the Beat programme uh, before. Uh, this year, the, the Indie Music Cup is raising money for the programme specifically. Yes. Um, could you tell us a little bit more about the work that specific program does so obviously we were, we're we're going into these communities we're engaging in these very poor you know deprived areas some of the most deprived estates across london some in the uk um so if you can imagine being poor um maybe parents are you know either not around or they're, they're on drugs or they're mentally ill the life chances of these young people um are, are really low and they tend to develop mental health conditions. And what is a mental health condition? So, you know, mental health and physical health, they are the same, but some of the things that are labeled as mental health are things like depression, anxiety, um, suicidal thoughts, young people that self-harm, psychosis, which tends to come from people who smoke skunk. It develops, and a lot of young people are smoking. All the young people that we were engaging with, you know, about 80% of them were sharing with us through their lyrics, through their songs. We were seeing it, you know, it was, some of it was really visual, that they were all really suffering. And going into an estate for sort of six or 12 weeks at a time, there's only so much you can do. Because some of them drop in, they drop out. It's not a contained area. They can come on the bus, they can get off the bus if they want. So we started to identify this as a real, real issue. Um, 
and and then one of our students in 2015 got murdered, um, stabbed to death in his mum's house, in front of his mum. He invited these guys into the house because he had mental health conditions. He was not. He was. You know. He was. He was very innocent. Um, and he died, and that really had a huge impact on me personally, on the charity. So, um, around the time of when I said the, all the cuts came in, and we had to shut down the organisation for a while. Um, alongside that, I was like, okay, right. Well, if we're going to relaunch, if we're going to, you know, look at, you know, if I'm going to restart again, let me look at some new programmes. So, um, together with a board of health professionals, um, clinical psychologists, nurses, occup- occupational therapists service users and arts facilitators we designed a program um, and the program is called skip to the beat skip to the beat is now a three-month program where we take young people on a journey of creativity self-reflection self-discovery and helping them to build the sort of building blocks for their lives um, it's in a very small group so we're only working with like 12 young people over those three months um, trying to create an intimate setting for them, a safe setting, a, a setting where they can start to build peer relationships between themselves, something that we couldn't do on the bus. So it's using creativity to build a community. Um, we, a lot of the things that we do are very teaching the young people about the language of feelings. So I'm all right, I'm okay. Young people are like, yeah, I'm cool, I'm safe, I'm calm. But really what's going on for them is not what they're saying. So we have a, a vocabulary of feelings. Some of them are really positive, rather than saying, yeah, I'm good, it's like, oh no, I'm feeling really excited today, or, you know, if I'm not feeling so great, well, you know, I'm actually feeling, I'm feeling quite, quite low today. Um, I'm feeling a bit confused. Um, I'm not sure how I feel today, rather than I'm all right, I'm cool. So what that does essentially is it opens up dialogue to explore what's going on for them. And that it's a form, it's not counselling, but it's definitely a form of exploring more. So that's one element. So we have a check-in every day. Um, we we sit in a circle and we go, okay, guys, how are you feeling? And we it, it always starts off really hard, and then by the end of the program, they like just spilling their guts and talking about how they feel. So that's one real key element of the program. We bring in musicians. We bring in speakers we bring in so we work at it what it is what all their skills are what they want to learn um so the program that we're hopefully going to run in september if we get this funding um we've already met with 13 young people three of the young people dads died like in the past three months so we know we're going to bring in people that are going to be around grief um some of them are one guy plays piano so we're going to bring in the pianist Mm -hmm. so we it's a really needs-led program um, what we bring in, but we have our key facilitators that, 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 that hold them all the way through the programme. And then we bring in special speakers. They do storytelling, they do spray painting, they, do, they um, produce music on the bus. Um, but again, it's all about doing something and then reflecting on it. So, okay, so we made a t-shirt today, guys. Great, so what does this mean to you? What's that image on that? What does that mean? And it's really about them creating and reflecting. That's what it's all about. So it's really about changing mindsets. It's about, we teach meditation. We call it me time, you know. So where we just, at the end of each session, we put on some music and we go, guys, just lie down. And just listen to the music. And sort of 
we take them through a journey of how to sort of when your thoughts come in what to do we don't call it meditation they all know it's meditation but we try not to label it that way um we take them out to nature we go on nature walks and we go guys how do you feel when you're out here oh, i feel really enlivened i feel great so if you're having a bad day what can you do i can go to the park so it's a very holistic approach to our program it's music it's arts it's fun it's creativity but it's very much about self-awareness self-discovery self-reflection and building trust and relationships it's the most powerful program that we've ever designed um but it's also the hardest program we're finding to fund i'm sure and i guess that's where connecting people with more positive role models comes in absolutely our work is very underpinned by inspiring role models my team are incredible you're going to meet some of them at the, at the INC football yeah. tournament they really care and they've all got a huge track record in the creative industries as well mm. um, but it's also about the speakers that we bring in we bring in people that have come from poverty estates parents with mental health parents drug users um, or even you know refugees people that have come to this country and, and actually what the, a lot of the young people say is oh actually my life's alright <laughs> but yeah it's, it's really about raising those aspirations I guess you've kind of covered what you consider the mission statement to be but what, where are you guys active on the ground? So we so at the moment, um, we're just about to hit our summer programme. So we're working in, I think, about 12 boroughs over the summer. Uh, a mixture of the bus going into the, into the States, us doing wellbeing programmes for um, local youth services. Um, and then from September, hopefully if we raise enough money uh, with IMC, we'll be delivering a programme, a skip to the beat programme with a pupil referral unit. Um, it's called the Pavilion in Barnet. Um, a pupil referral unit is basically a place where young people are sent once they get excluded from school. How is your uh, how is your charity funded? Is it predominantly through private donations? So up until about 2014, um, it was a mixture. We used to get a lot of funding from youth services. So we'd work with boroughs and they would give us a lump sum to deliver a number of programmes a week. 2014, I think, the government changed. When the government changed, everything changed for us. Um, in 2015, we actually had to shut down because of the cuts. Um, but I reopened. Uh, I'm, I, I refused to give up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, before it was sort of more youth services and, and various different contracts. Now it's private donors. It's fundraisers. We still get commissioned work through housing associations to work on the estates very little from government so yeah it's and then we write to trust and it's it's if i'm if i'm really honest with you jack it's just a struggle well of course with all of the cuts charities like yourselves are now almost having to fill a lot of gaps yeah. that used to be covered by yeah. government grants government funding yeah how, how do you feel like the the kind of change in, in politics over the last couple of years has, has affected your work? It's It's been a 360, um, it's like night and day. 80% of youth clubs have been shut down in the past three years. They invested money in these youth clubs, like millions, in you know renovating these centres, and then they just shut them down. 
Um, the impact that the political agenda has had is death. Young people are dying on the streets every day from youth violence. And this isn't because the young people are violent young people. It's because they have got nothing to do. It's because poverty has gone up ridiculously. Their aspirations have been lowered because there's no services out there for them to tap into, to start, you know, for further education, extra training. Um, there's no outreach teams on the streets to go and find these young people. So they're being picked up and groomed by gangs because they're desperate. They need money. Their family, a lot of their families are poor. Um, and a lot of these young people that we're dealing with are very vulnerable. Um, so vulnerable young people in a youth club is good because yeah. they've got a community, they've got friends, they can build networks, they can tap into opportunities. But when those opportunities are taken away, um, sadly, these gangs see these vulnerable young people and they entice them by through money, by showing them how much money they can make a week. And what happens with these young people is they... I don't know if you've heard of county lines. I have, yeah. yeah, yeah. So a lot of young people are pretty much kidnapped voluntarily, but they don't realise they're being kidnapped to go and work out of London and manage, yeah, and manage phone lines, selling drugs, um, moving around weapons um, because these gang members won't carry them, won't do the dirty work. Once these young people get into this culture and they start seeing how much money they can make, they're pretty much tied in. Sometimes they can't get out of it. Sometimes they don't want to get out of it because they're like, well, I'm making a grand a week. Yeah. What other opportunities have you got? Exactly. So a lot of, like, let's skip the beat programme, for example, in the pupil referral unit. The, the programme that we, we ran this year, half of them were in gangs. Mm. Half of them. Um, and I think two of them went back to school actually after our programme which is incredible I mean I can talk about the need all day long you know in terms of why our services are so needed why do I work the way that I work and work so hard because if I go if, if Young Urban Arts disappear another organisation has disappeared that's essentially thousands more young people that may end up in prison dead on drugs in gangs um, or you know on the other side of it young people that have just got really severe mental health conditions and they get worse they end up in hospitals and their life chances are diminished as well so it's pretty life it's pretty life or death the work that we do um, some people might look at the arts and music and just go oh you know it's just music and arts but it's much much deeper than that and it's much more important just to sort of finish up what, what advice would you give to people who wanted to get more involved because we're all the work we've been doing is outreach, um, we we don't have a off, like a big base for young people. We just have an office that we work from. Um, but what we realised was that we really do need a premises so we can start really nurturing more young people. We are setting up a youth radio station, um, and we're looking for a premises at the moment. And in the premises, there'll be lots of different services by lots of different partners. We are again fundraising for it. Um, I don't know how quick it's going to happen, but we do need some support. Um, you know, the, we, we do need volunteers. Once we get the premises to volunteer time to help us run the building, to help us get the building up and running. Um, we are always looking for creatives to come and volunteer on our programmes, even as one-offs. We, anyone that has got any networks with brand sponsors, 
with people that can actually come in and help us to grow this in a really much bigger capacity. Who would want to volunteer their time to help us get in front of brands, to help get our Skip the Beat program sponsored, to help get these community sponsored so we can keep doing the work in there. And also we are working on a youth marketing hub so where we will work with brands. So if the brands want the young people's ideas on advertising campaigns, they can work with us, pay, we, they can pay our young people, they can work with their, our young people to design their briefs mm. and come up with some new ideas. Because I know lots of brands, they want it to be youth led. So, Especially as you said, in the age of social media, it's yes. literally all about accessing these markets yeah. of young people that are no longer accessible through traditional media. Exactly. Other ways that people can get involved with us, um, if you have skills and you have a passion to want to give back and do something, you can just contact me directly. Our website is um, yuaf.org.uk. Our Instagram is at yuafofficial. Um, the same as our Twitter and our Facebook. Um, but yeah, we're a very open, friendly team. So yeah, you can just get in touch with me and we can have a chat about it. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, Jack.